Okay, hello everybody. Today is Wednesday, and on Wednesdays this year I've been doing a regular segment about the Texarkana Moonlight Murders from 1946, the story of the Phantom Killer, an unidentified serial killer who wreaked havoc on the towns of Texarkana, one half on the Texas side and one half on the Arkansas side, hence its name. And even after all these years, the Phantom Killer is still unidentified. And over the last couple weeks, I've been doing the crimes and the attacks of the Phantom Killer chronologically, but for this week I wanted to do something different, and I wanted to explore some of the similarities and differences between the Phantom Killer and the Zodiac Killer who would operate in the 1960s. As I said before, the Phantom Killer was an unidentified serial killer who murdered five people in Texarkana in 1946, over a period of about ten weeks, or two and a half months, from the end of February to the beginning of May, a very short reign of terror. The Zodiac Killer also murdered five people during his crime spree, but the difference is the Zodiac started on December 20th of 1968 with the Lake Herman Road murders, and then culminated on October 11th of 1969 with the murder of Paul Stein, so the Zodiac's reign of terror, in the confirmed sense, is at least uh, ten months as opposed to two and a half, but the body counts are rather similar, even though the Phantom Killer may have left more people alive than the Zodiac did. But before we truly get into the subject, I would like to remind you guys that this show is available for free downloads at Launchpad 1. You can download the audio version as a pure podcast, and there's a link in the description box. And originally, I had planned on doing this episode as a direct response to the films The Town That Dreaded Sundown. There was one in the 1970s, but I finally got around to watching The Town That Dreaded Sundown from 2014. It was filmed in uh, 013 and then released the next year in 2014. But it wasn't exactly following the actual events of the case, but rather with a fictitious side story. Mostly um, an entertaining uh, horror film all the same. But I'm going to be uploading that film, this is not that film, uh, talking a little bit about the film and the actual true crime case of the Phantom Killer on to Launchpad 1, and it will be under the title The Texarkana Moonlight Murders Open Discussion, and you can get that once again for free at Launchpad 1, and that will be a Launchpad 1 exclusive. To talk more about the similarities and the differences between the Phantom and the Zodiac, I mean, the similarities are overwhelming. Both were short-lived serial killers who wore hooded costumes that targeted people at lovers' lanes, in cars, mostly going out at night, although a difference is the Zodiac did go out once during the daytime at um, the Lake Berryessa stabbing on September 27th of 1969, where he wore the famous hooded costume with the clip-on sunglasses. And I really have to note that the Zodiac put a lot of effort into his costume, even though he only wore it one time, where he had this um, rather elaborate hood that was designed, perhaps with somewhat of a rectangular shape at the top, and as I said, black clip-on sunglasses, and he had a Zodiac symbol that was sewn on to the hood that hung down perhaps to his um, the middle of his chest, or maybe even the fabric could have gone down all the way to almost his waist. And it definitely looked like, based on the recreations, that it has some type of care and precision are the words that have been used in the police reports to talk about the Zodiac's costume, whereas the Phantom Killer of 1946 is wearing a hood, but 
It is more or less a pillowcase that has two holes cut for the eyes and maybe a smaller opening for the mouth, and it really doesn't seem to be very elaborate, and it isn't a very stealthy costume, and I said some of this in the Launchpad 1 episode. The guy's going out wearing a light-colored hood, maybe even a white pillowcase on his head at night, and that really begs the question as to why he would choose to do that. Now, in the first episode that I did for this new series, talking about the Phantom Killers, a first, first attack, where the members of law enforcement theorized that both of the victims knew the Phantom Killer, and they were simply covering for him. They knew the identity of the perpetrator, and for some unknown reason, they didn't want to reveal it. That is one where it brings up the question, could the victims have recognized the person if he had not been wearing a hood, and then they would be able to talk him out of it, and then they would be able to um, just get him out of his murderous tendencies. But by wearing a hooded costume, they wouldn't be able to um, immediately know that it was him. And I think both um, the Phantom Killer and the Zodiac were insecure individuals. A big difference, though, is the Phantom Killer was a sexually motivated serial killer. In every sense of the word, he even sexually assaulted victims, not all of them, but he definitely did sexual acts, as well as more twisted and demented forms of killing, whereas the Zodiac, even by his own admission, said, I like killing people because it's so much fun, and it appears that murder is the primary objective. But a big difference with that is that the Zodiac killer also wrote letters, he made ciphers like cryptograms, he wrote a message on the corridor at Lake Berryessa, he made phone calls, and the primary objective of the Zodiac Killer, even beyond killing people, even beyond killing people because it's so much fun, was to get his name in the paper, was to get this moniker or pseudonym or persona that he had created recognized by the general public, perhaps to strike a sense of fear and terror into the residents of San Francisco, but Maybe he just wanted some type of nasty attention. He wanted attention for a destructive purpose, and he just wanted people to recognize the Zodiac. Because the Zodiac Killer would even talk about this in his letters by saying that I'm upset that people aren't wearing some nice Zodiac buttons, or the people of San Francisco won't comply with my wish for them to wear Zodiac buttons. And I think at one point, and I'm paraphrasing, he says, I want people to wear some nice buttons, or even some not-so-nice buttons. Oh, heck with it, just wear any Zodiac Killer button. And that really shows that this person has some type of starve for attention. This would be furthered by some other statements that the Zodiac Killer made by saying that he, if he gets... Like if he feels ignored, he will get lonely, and when he gets lonely, he will do his thing, which, of course, is to kill. So that is what I call the sad man persona in the Zodiac's letters. With the Phantom Killer, we don't necessarily see those exact types of behaviors and tendencies. It does appear that the Phantom Killer is indeed just a sexually motivated, twisted, demented individual who is going after people in vulnerable places, who is more confrontational, more brash, and brazen, and he doesn't mind getting into a fistfight, but he isn't necessarily trying to get the name The Phantom Killer recognized by everybody, and to the best of my knowledge, I don't think this person ever said anything where he called himself The Phantom Killer, saying this is The Phantom Killer speaking or anything of the sort. So that just tells me that 
his primary focus was actually committing the crimes as opposed to getting any type of attention out of it. And a big difference, though, in terms of the psychological profiling and the guesswork associated with the two cases is I have found that a lot more attention has been placed on a younger suspect in the Phantom Killer mystery. And some people think that the person could have been 18 years old, maybe 20, 22, 24, thereabouts. And for a long time, I thought the same about the Zodiac, but I've even found that countless other people have proposed suspects that are in their 30s and 40s. And then, of course, there are some people out there who say that they've identified a suspect who was in his 50s or 60s for being the Zodiac, Shel Cavale, would be an example of a 50-year-old suspect proposed by Mike Rodelli. Guy Ward Hendrickson was in his mid-50s. He was uh, 54 years old at the time of the Zodiac crimes, proposed by Deborah Perez. And then, of course, George Hodel, uh, proposed by his own son, Steve Hodel, would have been in his 60s when he would have um, allegedly committed the Zodiac murders. So I really find that many of the suspects in the Phantom Killer mystery are on the younger side, talking about late teens and early 20s, and I think that all stems from the fact that they believe that there might be first-hand connections among the victims and the killer, meaning that this person may have known them from school or some type of college or maybe even some type of local activity, and he was more of a peer, a classmate, a contemporary, as opposed to somebody who was simply just targeting random people because he felt that he was some type of rejected individual. And I think that's a very big similarity between the Phantom and the Zodiac. I'm just guessing at this, right? But it seems like both of them are fueled by heterosexual animosity. That they both feel that they are rejected in some way from society, and they're trying to get revenge on the people who have neglected them, or that they are not getting the intimate relations and romantic partners of their choosing, and they want to blame other people for their own shortcomings. So what they're doing is, instead of actually finding ways to improve their own lives, they're going out and murdering people. I know, it's stupid, right? But that's what these people have chosen to do with their time. And I think that that could really be the driving force behind both of these particular cases. Loneliness, um, social rejection, living like a recluse in some ways. Or even if they have people in their social circles, they don't come across as very strong and competent. This person might believe that they are the strongest, most competent person in the entire social group, maybe in the entire town of Texarkana or the entire San Francisco Bay Area, but no one else seems to appreciate that. So what they decided to do was to operate in the shadows. But here's another very important similarity between the Phantom Killer and the Zodiac Killer. By going out in wearing a hooded costume and targeting lovers' lanes, this person... These people do not completely want to get caught. Absolutely not. They aren't like some of the mass shooters out there who want to commit a destructive action for the same reason heterosexual animosity, being denied intimate relations and romantic partners, which is mostly on their own um, accord because of their own actions and behaviors, as well as perhaps some other 
physical or social issues, but they want to interact with society, whereas the mass shooter just wants to create destruction and then go to jail. Many mass shooters do not even care about getting caught. Some of them even commit suicide at the end of their mass shooting because they simply want to show that they have the power to create this destructive action and they no longer want to live. They want to go down. They want to bring a bunch of other people down with them. Whereas the serial killers, such as the Phantom Killer or the Zodiac, they wanted to keep living their normal lives. And then they wanted to put on this facade for the general public that, oh yeah, I'm just that um, boring guy off in the corner who's just acting really nice and really pleasant, and then he's unleashing his destructive tendencies behind closed doors or after hours or after darkness falls, then he is going out and bringing um, all of the destruction about. Here's another very interesting similarity between the Phantom Killer and the Zodiac Killer. While both of them started out by attacking lovers' lanes, they both deviated with the final crime. With the Phantom Killer, it was the murder of Virgil Starks, where he was um, attacked at his home, as well as his wife, but Virgil Starks was the um, primary victim, meaning he passed away. And with the Zodiac Killer, of course, the murder of Paul Stein, who was a taxi driver that was murdered. And some people think that Paul Stein was targeted for a mathematical reason, that he wanted to drive a taxi, or that the Zodiac wanted him to drive his taxi to a specific place on the map so it would match up with certain angles, and it was more or less creating a criminal masterpiece filled with mathematical signatures. And then there are the other people out there who don't buy into that exact type of observation, but what they do is they say something that I think is definitely true of both the Phantom Killer and the Zodiac. They deviated from their pattern because they didn't want to get caught. And if you watch the first film, The Town That Dreaded Sundown, they even have some strong, strongly-hearted recreations of the Phantom Killer um, and the attempts to catch the Phantom Killer where they have men dressing up as women and their decoys who are going out as lovers on lovers' lanes and they have like plain clothes officers wearing the traditional clothing of a man and then they have another male officer dressing up as a woman and it's like an undercover stakeout mission but with that that just goes to show you that police were watching Lover's Lanes, and even with the Zodiac Killer attacking Lover's Lanes three times at that point, the Lake Herman Road murders, the Blue Rock Springs shooting, and the Lake Berryessa stabbing, and the Zodiac Killer even wrote a message on the car door after the Lake Berryessa stabbing, writing the uh, Zodiac symbol, the word Vallejo, the dates of Zodiac activity, and writing that the crime was committed by knife. So that shows that everybody's looking for this person, to attack lovers' lanes, to attack people in cars after dark, mostly. That's why the Phantom Killers movies are called The Town That Dreaded Sundown, because they think this person is going out at night. So what does the Phantom Killer want to do? He wants to deviate from the pattern and attack somebody who is not going out at night but staying at home. What does the Zodiac Killer want to do? He wants to attack a single lone male in a vulnerable place because people aren't going to expect him to do that. So I'm noticing some very similar psychological elements of the Phantom Killer and the Zodiac. And now, it could just be that. I've said very clearly at the beginning, I thought that the Zodiac Killer studied the Phantom Killer or he had intense familiarity of that case. 
but I could be wrong for the following reason. They might just have similar psychological factors that have driven them to commit the crimes in these ways. But the reason why I don't think I'm wrong is the Zodiac Killer has composed an enormous amount of like works of literature and comic books and all types of pieces of writing and art where we have specific and direct references to know that this person was building his Zodiac persona based on other sources. It's not just all from his own twisted and demented delusions. It's quite to the contrary. It's actually from some type of inspiration or some type of outside source. And this person's reading about all types of weird subjects. And some of the examples, concrete examples, of, the, of where there could be references to art, art and literature and comic books and movies could be that the symbol from Red Rider is used on the Zodiac's Halloween card, as well as the Wheel of Death from the Tim Holt comics that says, By Rope, By Knife, By Gun, By Fire. That was featured when Tim Holt was playing the Red Mask character, and the a character named Lady Doom is about to uh, spin the Wheel of Death. She is a literary character called the Lady of Situations. And then there are some other possible ones, such as um, an article from Detective Story magazine from 1921 that features a character named Z that says, this is Z speaking. The Zodiac could have also been referencing The Most Dangerous Game when he wrote that, um, I like killing people because it's so much fun. It's even more fun than hunting man than hunting wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all, excuse me. That could be a reference to the most dangerous game, but it could also be a reference to another type of movie or film, such as the movie Bloodlust from 1961, which is um, a variant of the same story. And then there also could be Charlie Chan at Treasure Island that has a character with the with Zodiac in his name. Zodiac has also been a comic book villain in some other things. Someone was even showing me how Zodiac is um, featured in the Batman comics. This person was reading about all types of odd subjects. And based on the familiarity and similarities with Jack the Ripper, that has definitely led me to believe that the Zodiac had intense familiarity with Jack the Ripper, such as writing the letters after the second crime, the way that the Ripper sent in the first letter after the second crime, the way that the Ripper mailed in a piece of Catherine Edu's kidney with the From Hell letter, and the Zodiac mailed in a piece of Paul Stein's bloody shirt. One time, one time, not every single time, that's not the trademark. This person definitely seems to have familiarity with Jack the Ripper, not to mention that both the Zodiac letters and the Ripper letters have misspellings, and they're just in some type of overinflated egoism. Both of them gave themselves their own nickname. I absolutely believe that the Zodiac Killer was inspired by Jack the Ripper. That would show, if my hunch is correct, that this person was reading about other types of true crime cases, in addition to comic books, in addition to detective stories, in addition to science fiction, in addition to literature. This person is also reading about the real true crime cases, and why not the Phantom Killer? Because it had been 22 years since between roughly when the Phantom Killer was operating in Texarkana in 1946 and the Zodiac Crimes in 1968 and 69, 22 and 23 years thereabouts, that person would have had all kinds of opportunities 
to learn about the Phantom Killer and to learn about these types of activities because it's so much more than just Jack the Ripper. The Phantom Killer is actually the one who is going out attacking lovers' lanes and attacking people in cars, going after couples the way that the Zodiac attacked lovers' lanes and people in cars and went after couples. Those similarities are very much present. But you really see, though, that Jack the Ripper left a very strong impact on the true crime world, because I also absolutely believe that the Axeman of New Orleans in 1918 and 19 was inspired by Jack the Ripper, and I don't mean the actual Axeman himself. I mean the person who wrote the Axeman letter that talks about if there isn't a jazz band playing in the um, house or location, wherever it is, then the Axeman is going to attack. I believe that that letter was openly inspired by Jack the Ripper, and um, I believe that that letter was actually a hoax, and I talk a lot about that in the Axeman episodes that I did, and you can hear those on this channel. I also did an episode where I compare all of these four people together, so I think between the Zodiac Killer and the Phantom Killer, there are just too many similarities to ignore, and maybe there isn't a direct connection, but there are definitely psychological elements that are the same, and there definitely are elements that look like someone is using this as a model or a prototype, and the Zodiac expanded upon the very evil and atrocious actions of the Phantom Killer. And if you, if you would like to dispute that with me, I'd, I would love to see your messages in the comment section down below. And I, I do mean it, though, because I know that not everyone is in agreement that the Zodiac was inspired by the Phantom Killer, and some people have said that on other threads and message boards. So please, tell me your reasons why. And I think that the um, final thing that I would like to ask you is that, what do you think about the theory that the Phantom Killer and the Zodiac Killer were the same person? I have to give a shout-out to David Gold, who wrote into the channel last week, saying just that. He is a supporter of that uh, belief that the Phantom Killer and the Zodiac Killer were the same person, and he has a suspect named Frank Lee Morris. You can watch uh, the videos on David Gold's channel or get his book, My Dance with the Zodiac Killer, or you can even watch some of my episodes where I talk about David Gold's uh, writing and his videos, and I give my responses to it. Why not visit all of them and get the uh, full take on the subject? But what do you think about that particular theory? Because earlier this year, when I appeared on the Professor Dad channel, I was with Drew Beeson and Thomas Horn, of course, and Ross from Planet X Filmworks, and Ross said that he liked the uh, statement that I made once when I thought it was absolutely impossible that the Phantom Killer and the Zodiac Killer were the same person. But when you actually look at the timeline, 1946 to 1969, it's not impossible in terms of years, because... It's only 22 or 23 years difference, and think about what we said about the younger phantom killer, like some guy who's 18, 19, 20 years old, and that would just mean that somebody could have been 20 years old during the phantom killer year, and during the zodiac years, he would have been 42 or 43. This could be partnered with some eyewitness descriptions after the murder of Paul Stein in 1969, that the person was five feet eight inches tall, and maybe around 40 years old. So mathematically, there is something that does work out there. However, I am, I am absolutely not convinced, um, other than 
the uh, Count Marco letter that ends with the um, line, the red phantom red with rage, and to the credit of Ray Grant, author of Zodiac Killer Souls and Zodiac Killer Dreams, he pointed out that that means that the person is not calling themselves the red phantom. He's calling himself the phantom. Red is an adjective, and you can do this with any object. If you um, say that, you know, like the, the example that he uses in his book is if he calls himself Red Ray Grant, Red with Rage, that means that his name is Ray Grant, and he is Red. That is a descriptive word. So, and that is one of the direct instances where the Zodiac is calling himself the Phantom. If indeed the Count Marco letter, the Red Phantom letter, is authentic, and there are all types of disputes over to the authenticity of those particular letters. But are there any other observations that you have about the Zodiac Killer and the Phantom Killer? Are there any other particular um, differences that you would think need to be mentioned? Um, I think of one difference that I haven't talked about so far is the Phantom Killer seemed to have been a little bit more creative with his attempts to murder people, and a little bit more just savage and vicious over around, where the Zodiac seems more about with a particular intent in mind that he's going to shoot certain victims and he's going to stab certain victims, whereas the Phantom Killer was more makeshift and he's going to use whatever type of weapon was available. So please share your ideas in the comments section down below. Anybody can write the show at blackboxonlineradio at AOL.com. You can also get me on Facebook. My personal Facebook is in the description box. And there is always blackboxnet88 over on Instagram. That's all for me now. I will see you over on Instagram for the bonus podcast. Until next time.